I'm Jeff. And I'm Jason. It's the hour. And depending on any recounts on today's show. Company installs timers over employees' toilets. What's next? Charging them per flush? Abolish forced monkey labor. What's next? Paying them a living wage? A hyper-realistic robo-dolphin. What's next? A hyper-realistic robo-dolphin-free tuna? An earwax test. What's next? A booger pop quiz? Hero Rat wins gold medal for hunting landmines. What's next? Pixar's Rat a Kablooey? <laughs> and... Sausage vending machines are booming in Germany. What's next? Baguette bayonets in Bordeaux. What's next? Pasta pits in Pisa. What's next? Gravy gazebos in Gwinnett. What's, what's next? Lomain lagoons in Long Tang. What's next? Wonton windows in Wuhan. You know, here in America, we call sausage vending machines glory holes. What's next? Cum caskets in Connecticut. As long as there's a hole in it. well like a donut i assume the republicans are accusing the democrats of counting dead people at this point (laughs) i mean i don't they they would accuse anything of anything exactly because like the republicans are like oh we'd totally do that so they do it too oh absolutely anything there there's so much projecting going on on anything they're doing they're like ow these people they would they're doing this it's like yeah that's because that's what you actually do and you assume everyone's as horrible as you are right for me i've just been projectile stress vomiting Mm. for Mm. the last 24 hours so um i I feel like i'm in the strange situation where i am the most okay you're the most optimistic of any of our and, friends at this point, and but I, I'm not usually right. That's very different from normal. So <laughs> I feel like maybe, maybe you all are wrong. I'm ready for the next shoe to drop. <laughs> I'm ready for it to go sideways. I'm ready for something to happen, and they're like, oh, oh my gosh, we forgot all these ballots like in fucking Reno and stuff, and ugh, I just it can't, it can't be. <laughs> They found them. There was a bunch of nuns that were going through trying to uh, save Sister Mary Clarence. Right. By coming into a casket in Connecticut. (laughs) No, they're in Reno. Oh, so. (laughs) Hold on. Okay, I had to pause. What's next? Squirting sects in Silver City? I'm pretty sure that's probably a subcategory on Pornhub. I'm sure rule. Uh, what is that? Rule twenty three or rule thirty four, whatever. I don't if know. You, just if, if you can think of it, in, just type in squirting, and I think you'll find it. If you can think of it, it's probably porn. <laughs> it's so true. Uh, yes. Well, for, <laughs> I don't. Never mind. I'm not going to jinx it with my jokes. <laughs> okay. If. if, if I'll do it as a correction next week. Okay, what's next? Jinxing jokes in Jersey City? Uh, we're not in Jersey City. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Jackson? I made a Jersey Shore joke in, in class, and like one person got it. So. Oh, because it's so old. It's an old it show. Is. It is. I don't even know how old it is. It was released in 2009. We're recording now, and um, oh, oh. that's all I have to say about that. All right. I mean, <laughs> oh, my students in 2009 were... Like four. Oh so. yeah, yeah, right. But someone was like, "What?" Like with Snooky? And I was like, "Yes, exactly." Thank yeah, you. Yeah, with Snooky and like the the situation and all those people, the frosted tips and the you know the spray tans. Pretty much Donald Trump. <laughs> you know, uh, so we've been watching The Amazing Race uh, for many years. Uh huh. And the newest season just started airing. Uh, which I realized when I was watching Star Trek Discovery, I was like, oh, Mm. new episode, cool. Uh, And so we started watching it, and my daughter got really into it. She's like, this is really neat. They're traveling places, and she gets to see things, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I said, oh, yeah, well, we've been watching the show a very long time. And she said, well, can we watch some of the old episodes? I was like, well, let's see if we can find them. So Hulu has, like, all 32 seasons or whatever. And the first season was in 2001. Whoa. And we started watching that, and I was like, wow, this is so 2001. 
like the way they're dressed, their hairstyle, like it's a whole thing. It's yeah. very. I was like, she's uh, one of the contestants has like a Britney thing going on. Like she's trying to look oh. like Britney with like the way she's doing her hair and stuff. And I was like, you know, this other one looks like she's got the the Rachel going on. Oh, the Rachel. Uh, and I was like, wow. Oops, I've never I that. did it again with my hair. <laughs> uh, so, yes, it, it was very dated, as they say. Indeed. Indeed. So I was watching uh, football this weekend, you see. Why? College football. Well, um, so I've got a friend, Dave, um, who mm. I love, you know, and uh, I liked, he likes football a lot, and I like to make jokes with him. So sometimes I just watch football just to make jokes to Dave. Oh, okay. All right. But, yeah, it's all good. Uh, but I was I was realizing that a lot of these football players that are like out there were born in the year two thousand. They were hmm. born in this millennium, mm-hmm. not the juniors and seniors, but like the sophomores and freshmen. You know. Yes, they were born barely before you graduated high school. It's true. Technically, you could be their parents. Technically, if, I could if you were a dirty man whore in uh, high school. I and unfortunately, I was not. Because I was too scared. You tried. You tried. I tried my hardest, but I was too scared. Well, I'm, maybe you're being a bit of a tryhard. Um, were you a poser? I didn't have to try to be hard. You it just happened boy? naturally when I was that that age. And everyone said, "See you later, boy." <laughs> yeah, I'm, I need to listen to some Avril. Avril sounds good right now. Well, she does so want people to be so complicated. That's all. <laughs> so if you'd like to, um, yeah, yeah, you can send us uh, that via email at thehourpod at gmail.com. Uh, or you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thehourpod. We didn't even say how our week was. We're jumping ahead, bro. We, we didn't. Maybe we should go back. and. No, we can go forward. Jason, how was your week? <laughs> but we didn't say to tweet us yet. Well, we'll say it after. So, Jason... Mm-hmm. How was your week? Oh, you know, doom and foreboding. Yes, a lot of that. So I, I, I think I've mentioned I was working for the Michigan Democratic Party to send out text messages to try and get people to vote over the past you know few months. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so last night on election night, uh, as soon as I got home while the polls were still open, I uh, jumped online. I was like, I'm going to help them reach as many people as possible. And I sent 1,800 texts uh, before the polls closed. Wait, you sent 1,800 texts? Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Did anyone reply? Yep. Uh, I would say probably... Two percent? Really? Maybe. Um, I got a, uh, a person at my door at 6.30... On Tuesday, uh, yesterday, Just trying to make sure everyone voted. Trying to make sure everyone voted. I think they. So <laughs> obviously, it's very close. Very close. Though so the I, Associated Press at this point has called it for uh, Biden in Michigan. Sure, so. and so is CNN. At this point, I'm just I have I have uh, CNN on in the background because um, I I don't know how to turn it to NBC, CNBC, <laughs> MSNBC. Shit, C- CNBC is like Fox. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. I, I, you know, I was watching Fox News earlier because I like to get the other side sometimes, you know, and they were just like, there's going to be recounts, but it looks like Joe Biden's going to be president. I'm like, oh, fuck. If this, if this turns sideways, Jason, I will be inconsolable. But I'm glad you sent all those texts last night. Do you think it helped? Uh, so most of the people I talked to were like, yeah, I already voted. Yeah, I already voted. So no, probably not. I don't know. Maybe someone saw it and was like, "Oh yeah, I have to vote." And oh like, shit, I forgot today's election just day. Just didn't bother to text me. Cuz uh, if I that. if I was um if I was out of the loop completely, I don't think I would remember it was election day. Cuz like people mentioned at work and stuff, or, like if I was unemployed or if I just had been playing video games all day or all weekend or whatever, I might not remember. Yeah. Yeah, I you mean, know. And you lose track of what days it is. Like, there's there's many reasons why you might be like, oh wait, yeah, that is today, right? I totally do. Yeah, oh, maybe yeah. one of those texts that never responded to me saw it and was like, oh yeah, reminder, gotta go, 
run and do that real quick. Or maybe they had like the ballot sitting on their table and like, oh, I got to go drop this off. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm sure, and... I'm sure it's fine. So. Wonderful. So, indeed, indeed. Good for you for putting in the work because, you know, even if it, 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 it's like, it's like voting essentially, right? Yeah. You put in the work, like you vote. And hope you did enough. One vote doesn't matter, theoretically, when your candidate wins by 30,000 or whatever. But like, like if everyone but had each that. Of those 30,000 votes is one vote. If everyone had that one vote doesn't matter mentality, then 30,000 people wouldn't vote and then we'd be yeah. fucked. Like we have been for the last four years. And we may also be for the next four. Who knows? That's true. My nerves are going up a little bit because the, the latest information from Arizona is that it's tightening. Not sure if it's tightening enough for him to pull it out. Uh, Trump, that is. Uh, but it is more tight than before. The problem with tightening and pulling out in Arizona is there's so many cacti down there. that I feel like <laughs> it would be very, very painful to tighten and pull out. Uh, this See what I'm true. saying? I'm making true. a sex I, joke it, like people are being fucked with sawaka cactuses. Because also because they're very old. Yes. You know, it takes 70 years for a saguaro cactus to get its first arm. Yep. And then because we had the shutdown, a whole bunch of them were destroyed. Yeah. And, itched. and then another uh, 18 years before that arm is legal to get fucked, you know. So you have to really have to temper it. <laughs> so was that uh, seven, 88 years is when it's legal? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That sounds about right. So there's like a lot of uh, barely 88 cactus <laughs> porn out there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're on Tinder yeah. and Hinge. You're very interested in that, huh? Uh, what Tinder and Hinge, or the 88 year olds? <laughs> the barely 88 years old. <laughs> yeah, the barely legal cacti. Yeah, I'm into them. <laughs> totally into them. Uh, they're fine, but they always want to eat at around four o'clock and then bed by seven thirty. <laughs> How was your week, Jeff? Early bird. What the hell do I know about early birds? <laughs> so my week was good. So yes, uh, Monday, Monday, um, I had not. Uh, so it was confusing. I had gotten my, I had gotten the application for the absentee ballot, mm-hmm. um, or absentee voter, but I hadn't sent the application in. So I was technically an absentee, an absentee voter, but I hadn't voted yet. So I went to my my township clerk's office, and they were very nice and very friendly. Um, they're like, oh yeah, okay, this happens all the time. Here's a, I'll just sign you up. Like, just sign this thing, and it was the absentee voter application. So I signed it. I'm like, here's your ballot. Go fill it out over there, whatever, and bring it back. And so it was very easy. It took me like 15 minutes. It was very nice, mm-hmm. very nice. So then I like was encouraging other people, like, hey, if you haven't been, go to your clerk's office. But I don't know if that was right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't wait till Tuesday. Just go now. You know, and they'll give yeah, you a no, ballot. Early vote. If I had no, I I didn't realize that Michigan did early voting. I knew we did absentee voting. Uh, I probably would have just done early voting instead of the absentee option. How how is Okay, first of all, can we talk about, I think, and you, I, you may, may call me wrong here, I <laughs> think uh, voting should be mandatory for every sure. U.S. citizen. And if you don't vote, you should get a fine. A big Other one. countries do that. I think like New Zealand, Australia, yeah, uh, like that, do things like that. You have to tell us what you think. And if you don't, you'll have to pay money. And that's fine, but like just just the amount of people that don't vote is just staggering to me, especially in today's America with the coronavirus going around. And at the same time, there are so many low information voters. Do we want them just going in and you know picking the top bubble so that they don't get their fine? Well, do we or don't we, or or should we just make sure that people are informed? You can t- <laughs> uh, you can lead a horse to water, do, but you can't make him drink. It, you, that is absolutely true. <laughs> you can teach and a I horse it, to fish. As a teacher, I see it all the time. But you can't I give fish them for a day. All these lessons, I give them all these tools to be successful, and I've got like a large portion of my my class that have literal zeros. Right. Those are the because those are they're the making the choice. They don't. They don't care. They're and not so going to go, and they're not going to pay the fine. They're going to go to jail. I mean, they'll they might pay the fine or whatever, but they they're not going to get educated on it, no matter how many resources we provide with to them. 
Right. Because they don't care. Right. It does not matter to them. So, um, oh gosh, I don't know. Politics so, always seems like a, a very uh, highbrow. Well, not with not with Trump voters, but like with Democrats, it seems like a very highbrow thing, which may be why we're losing um, and why the Democratic Party has just been hemorrhaging the middle class. Um, it's just it's just too. I don't know. It's too complicated. It's too. I don't know what I'm saying. I hate it. I hate voting and I hate the whole process. And I hate that I hate that I have to vote. <laughs> because I know that I have to vote, but I hate it because like it it should just be okay, you're doing the right thing for people. That's how we should be voting. That's how our government should be run. You do the right thing for your citizens, but instead we're doing the right thing for our capitalist society, our corporations, our other politicians. Well, they think that they're doing the right thing for their citizens. Ugh. You just disagree with it. Right. Which is why you vote for the other party instead oh, of them. I know. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate that I know that you're right. I just hate that too, you know? Uh, and then there are people all over the country right now hating you uh, because you think you're doing what's best and they think it's not. Right. So. <sighs> well, I don't know. I still voted. I'm all good, I think. I hope. I Fingers um, crossed. Yeah, <laughs> we're. I just see on CNN, um, they've got some, uh, you know, five hundred fifteen thousand uncounted votes. So in in Arizona, sorry. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah, yeah, in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's. Right. Uh, they're thinking we probably won't have a decision in Pennsylvania or Arizona. Um, <laughs> For a bit. Yeah. Uh, but what about? Each side hoping that it's going to go about for them. Nevada? Uh, Nevada will be tomorrow. We'll find out some things. I hate that uh, I have to wait. See. So. Sorry, I'm just trying to big vote dump. It's a lot tighter than some people thought. Don't find it to be a huge surprise. The late mail votes in Arizona were likely to be more Republican. Um... The reverse will be true of Pennsylvania. So I was advised that it would be very funny if we didn't talk about the election tonight. <laughs> mm, really? Who advised you of that? Some friends. Um, and well, let's go back and erase that part where I was just scrolling through Twitter giving you information because <laughs> you brought up Arizona. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. I, we, we missed that boat. That ship has sailed, so to speak. That ship has sailed. That, that yeah. boat you, has been capped. But you can tweet us at the hour pod if you'd like to sail some ships. In uh, Sicily. <laughs> uh, or the Seychelles. And the Seychelles, yeah, I, I yeah. Got, I've got no updates. i got no corrections. i got no feedback. So let's get straight to the shit. Let's get straight to it, bro. I'm so ready. I'm so happy to be... Look, I'm in a much better mood than I was last night. Even though it's not official. I'm in a very a much better mood. Because... Um, I hate I hate to say this, but when uh, the first like vote tallies started coming in from Florida and they were like red, 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 I was like, I have to go to sleep. And I took a nap because <laughs> my mind, I just can't deal with stress like that. And there's nothing I can do about it. There's no reason for me to feel stressed. So I just go to sleep. And then I wake up and feel all the stress anyway. You know what I'm saying? I, I do. Thank you. A company, by the way, has caused... Widespread anger online after it installed timers on toilet cubicles used by its employees. Ooh. Is it like a chess clock? You have to like hit it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you, when it you're only playing, times when you're actually not pooping. When you're playing battleships. <laughs> uh, images from the Beijing technology company Kuaosho. Sure. Uh, were shared to Chinese twitter-like site weibo on friday and it showed electronic timers hanging above each cubicle i still say maybe they're doing like a fastest score you know they have like a leaderboard <laughs> do they do per per ounce do you think or per not per ounce maybe per kilogram of poo 
They've got a uh, weigh it uh, before and after. A pinch Grand Prix. <laughs> I figure you should have to like step on a scale before and after make to make sure you excrete it to see your <laughs> to see your uh, your weight exactly. See, but, well, then they should have a, a a scale in the toilet so that you can see does it match. Oh, that's true. That's true. I think better uh, the timers than cameras, though. I mean, right? Right. I, well, maybe they've got the toilets that have the cameras to do the uh, like the butthole uh, print that we did before. <laughs> that's right. That yeah, way, they can be that. sure which employees they're dealing with. Boy, that was a long time ago. The butthole fingerprint, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the post went. The post quickly went viral on the social media site, prompting a wave of anger over the bathroom addition from the company. Uh, this is really miserable for workers that there is no toilet freedom, one person said. Well, if you weren't misusing the toilets to post on, um, what is that called? Weibo? Weibo? <laughs> then you wouldn't be having a problem, sir or ma'am. <laughs> Uh, well, there was a minority suggesting that timing employees was a good idea. Oh. With one person saying that was an opportunity for workers to go on their phone. And That's so, weird. I always thought, I always thought the Chinese government got rid of minorities. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the company denied it was timing its staff in cubicles to limit their usage. It is said that there has been a serious. Problem of people having to queue to use the toilets in the building due to a lack of bathroom facilities. So this is... So they're saying that the issue is not enough stalls. Right. And so let's not give them more stalls. Let's give them timers. Or, in fact, the timers, they say, uh, was a way to count how many people were using cubicles so they could figure out how many extra toilets they need to install. Okay. I get it. I understand that's a good reason for a company to install toilets. I mean, to, well, I mean, got, to install timers. They they think. got Disney there. They gave them like the little thing so they could figure out the uh, the timing. Like, <laughs> oh, this ride from this point on, it's a forty five minute line. <laughs> right. And then what they didn't tell you is um, they're playing shares. If I could turn back time, what they really need is a fast pass. Jump ahead of the line. Yeah. I, I scheduled my poop for 145. <laughs> and I have this pass, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead of you here. Wow. Uh, can I get on the front row, please? <laughs> well, that's an extra waiting line. You have to go into that line over there. Come through. Oh, but I really have to shit. <laughs> uh, um... It it should be based on need. Not one, I think. <laughs> so they yeah, should the, have... The if, emergency poo line? Yeah, if they have timers, they should be able to have like a little... <laughs> like a little... Um, uh, what do you call it? Ultrasound machine that tells you how close the poop is to your butthole. <laughs> and then those people get to go first. Like, oh, this guy's got a real emergency. Oh, He's got to go. We got go. a turtle head poking out here. We, gotta get <laughs> we really have to go, yeah. This guy's prairie dogging it. It's a real shame. You know, it's a real shame when companies have to have to time the, their employees' poos. I mean, it's it's a it's not a nice way to treat employees. They're treating them like animals. It's true. You know, I've heard that um, a lot of Chinese are lactose intolerant. Really? So if they're eating like regular like cow's milk, that could be very bad for the for the lions. So they got to try some of that, like, uh, silk or uh, yeah, like soy milk. Coconut or... milk or something like that. Yeah. 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 You're putting coconut milk on your cereal. <laughs> yeah, that's not terrible, right? It seems a little weird. Coconut milk on your cereal? What if you're, like, you're eating cocoa wheats? Cocoa wheats? Then you got cocoa cocoa wheats. <laughs> uh, oh, my. So speaking well, of Costco. coconut milk. <laughs> speaking of cocoa milk. Yeah. Costco, or cocoa, coconut milk. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Coconut, Costco, fuck. <laughs> You're doing this line. I'm done. Coconutsco, also known as Costco, has reportedly stopped purchasing Chowco coconut milk after PETA accused its manufacturer of using forced monkey labor. 
Okay, first of all, is there any other type of monkey labor? Like, are monkeys submitting their resumes? <laughs> Signing up with social security, social security numbers and getting pay stubs and stuff. <laughs> Here's some information. Really? What? Thank you for that. I don't need it. <laughs> they're checking it out for us. They're like, yeah, there are some monkey uh, agencies. Right, that have social security numbers, uh, according to Siri. Welcome to the uh, Kong Temp Agency. We'll find the right position for you so that you can climb the corporate ladder. So these PETA investigators, of course it's PETA, uh, from its Asia division, I didn't know they had one, found cruelty to monkeys at farms. And it's really making them go bananas. When not being forced to pick coconuts or perform in circus-style shows for tourists, the animals were kept tethered, chained to old tires, or confined to cages barely larger than their bodies, said PETA News Release. That sounds like an apartment uh, in New York City. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe we should get PETA on that. 3000 a month. <laughs> A company said it audited coconut plantations using a third party and shared a copy of the 14-page Monkey-Free Coconut Due Diligence Assessment, or the MFCDDA. (laughs) Uh, Or I'm sure in the company they just called the fucking monkey report. (laughs) You know, one of them probably reported it to OSHA, one of those fucking monkeys. What, the monkeys? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't even have a tether. <laughs> right. I the, can fall. The one that can speak sign language is like, mm, mm, <laughs> mm, 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 mm. He's mm. friends with Coco. <laughs> Coco's like, I've got people. I'll help you out. <laughs> I've got people in PETA. The report says 64 farms out of 817 were randomly selected and did not find the use of monkey for coconut harvesting. Well, that's good. Uh, uh, PETA is calling on all major grocery stores to stop selling the milk products and promise to work with humane suppliers for their products. So, so here's the thing. I, PETA wants us to stop all animal everything. So if you think yeah. about it, um, like cows are animal labor because mm-hmm. they are there for our consumption. I get it. If you don't want to eat cows, don't want animals dead, I get it. I don't think we should be forcing monkeys to labor for us, but also like sometimes, you know, you're cooking in the kitchen, you make your dogs clean up at whatever falls on the ground, right? Or But that's not forced. They're they're choosing to do that, right? They're That's what you like to think. But we're like if you think about like pets, it's weird that we have pets inside. We trap them in our homes, we don't let them leave. And when we take them outside, we put them on leashes so they can't leave. It's weird. Uh so here's the thing though. When I drop something on the floor, if they don't want it, they're not going to eat it. They'll just sniff it and leave it there. I'm like, no, I'm not eating that fucking shit. That's true. I don't eat onions. You clean it up, Susan. <laughs> right. Just just say. Yeah. Hey, just a quick aside. Uh, if you're wearing a mask and you say something to somebody and they can't hear you, don't take the mask down and talk louder. That's the opposite of what you want. I'm watching I, I this. A... This is a, a, a voting center or whatever in Fulton County, Georgia, and the dude... He looks like he's a he looks like he's a um a supervisor or whatever. He took his mask down and was yelling at people. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. I had a kid pull his mask down so he could cough. What the fuck? And I was like, this is literally why you are wearing your mask. Right. I, I was wearing a mask and I sneezed and I still sneezed into my arm, you know? And I was like, oh, I guess all right. Oh, just you know, little, just in case. Yeah, double double wrapped, you know. Catches the spray. So, uh, in a, it, back to the monkeys. In a statement to CNN, Walmart, the, na- the nation's largest retailer, said in its talks with the manufacturer over the allegations, blank. So, something so maybe that. they'll, you know, not do that. Okay, do you, so... Do you suppose they sell a lot of coconut milk at uh, Walmart? <laughs> no, I don't suppose they do. You're right. <laughs> Why not? That. I, well, I don't know. It could be because of the Republicans don't eat coconut milk, don't drink coconut milk, because they're against monkey labor. <laughs> also, uh, el, el. <laughs> that's right, folks. C for comedy. A for Abbott. 
M for Maxwell. E for Ennis. L for Lou Costello. Yes, they spell camels. Your taste will tell you about camels' rich, full flavor. Your throat will welcome camels' cool mildness. So draw up a chair for tonight's show starring Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Hey, Costello! 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 Will you listen to me, please? Uh, didn't you go hunting with your Uncle Artie Stebbins last Saturday? What'd you say? I said, didn't you go hunting with your Uncle Artie Stebbins last Saturday? Yeah, and a terrible thing happened. A great big bear sneaked up on us, grabbed Uncle Artie's gun out of his hands, and stuck it in his back. What did Uncle Artie do? Well, what could he do? He married the bear's daughter. Uh, never mind that. Did, did, you see, did you see any of the big game? I saw a giraffe, but I didn't shoot him. He had a sore throat. Well, there's nothing worse than a giraffe with a sore throat. Oh, yes, there is. What? A centipede with corns. <laughs> you dummy. I didn't think you'd ever... I, I didn't think you ever went hunting in your life. I, did, I don't believe you did. I bet you haven't even got a hunting license. I have, too. Here it is. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There is no hunting license. This is a picture of Hetty Lamar. You hunt what you like, and I'll hunt what I like. <laughs> You a hunter. That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah? My brother-in-law used to hunt alligators. Alligators? Yeah, one time an alligator was just about to attack my brother-in-law. I fired off both barrels of my trusty rifle. Did you kill the alligator? You see this wallet? Genuine alligator? No, genuine brother-in-law. <laughs> Talk sense. Come on, look at this. You see this picture? Now, I caught all these rabbits last winter. Now, how many would you say there are? 876. That's exactly right. Wait, wait a minute. How'd you guess it? Oh, I just count the legs and divide by four. Costello, have you ever been to Africa? Uh, in Africa, on a safari. No, but I've been in New York on safari. Uh, a, a safari in New York? Yeah, the Staten Island Safari. <laughs> That's also the Hoboken Safari. Oh, now, come on. That's ridiculous. Uh, there's a lot of safaris around here. Hey, listen to me, though. You should have been with... Nope. Fuck. <laughs> you should have been with me on my elephant hunt. Oh, there I was, surrounded by elephants. One big bull elephant started towards me. I said to myself, I'm trapped, dammit! You're trapped! Should I run to stand here and shoot the bull? You've been doing all right so, uh, up to now. All right, all right. Well, I shot it. No, nope, that's me. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I thought I was Bud. No, wait. Are oh, you... Right. I think we may have switched. Oh, fuck. Didn't I start as Bud? And this has been Jeff and Jason's Radio Theater. Now that's what I call a cold read. <laughs> no rehearsal. Corns? Who talks about I, corns? I mean, I found parts of it funny. Yeah, it was all right. I laughed a little bit. <laughs> that's, that's the best we could do. Literally, I was doing my best. Were you doing your best? Uh, I mean, like you said, it's a cold read. Like, what I was reading, that was the first time I had read it. Right, exactly. Same. So, and I think we reversed characters at least once. We, we did at some point reverse <laughs> characters. I'm not sure how it happened, but we did. If it had said Abbott and Costello, I would have gotten it. But it said Bud and whoever else. So Bud you know. Lou or something. Blech. Right? Blech. Lou Costello. Blech. <laughs> uh, I think they have robots now that play these two characters because they're both dead. I... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, have you, you seen? Are they better than the uh, Hall of Presidents? Uh, I hope so. Person? Have you seen the um, uh, the deep fake show with um, fuck the the guys from South Park, Trey Parker and Matt Stone? Have you seen have this not. on YouTube? It's, it's very good. It's uh, I forget what it's called, but just look up whatever. Uh, but like they do it, it, all the characters they play are deep fakes of like Donald Trump and like Rudolph Giuliani. And uh, um, it's very good. I like it a lot. It's like 15 minutes long in the first episode. It's very good. Well, very exciting. They're obvious deep fakes, though. Could they get up and, you know, get some realistic looking animatrons? It's very good. They've done very well. (laughs) It's very good. I'll say that. (laughs) So speaking of um, whatever I just said. San Francisco-based engineering company Edge Innovations, um, which is what I do when I don't want to ejaculate just yet 
They want to help make a f- technologically advanced theme park like the one on the TV series Westworld. Except Did you watch Westworld? No. That it's interesting. Except a robotic version of SeaWorld. So they want a Westworld Ec- SeaWorld. Echnologically. E C H N O logically. That was a copy and paste error. This was a very difficult story to read. Okay. It didn't have like clear facts. I had to do a lot of summarizing. Okay. So and I was doing it very frantically uh, because we realized new episodes of Bluey came out. Oh, and right. My daughter and I spent probably about 45 minutes watching them tonight. When I oh, yeah. this so. is supposed to say technologically. I was like, ethno, ethical. I missed the T somewhere in the copy. Yes, you did not pronounce the T. Uh, it's with the A and the F scraped off. It's professor. It's more of a. So, Roger Holzberg. Uh, creative director of at Edge Innovations started out his career in movie VFX, which stands for Video FX. <laughs> I mean, I don't recommend effing your ex. <laughs> usually, a, usually a I bad indie. I don't have any experience with it, but I'll tell you, not gonna do it. Wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. Mm, possibly at any juncture. That's true. Yeah. It wouldn't have been prudent at that juncture either. Let's make that clear. I don't even know what juncture we're at at this point. (laughs) Edge Innovations was founded by Walt Conti, a leader in the motion picture animatronic uh, industry. Edge was responsible for the humpback whales in Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. There'll be whales here, Captain. The orca in Free Willy. The sharks in Deep Blue Sea. The swordfish in The Perfect Storm. And the anaconda in um, Love Actually. (laughs) Oh, wait. No, it's anaconda. (laughs) (laughs) It's the... So instead of... uh, Instead of Rick from The Walking Dead standing there, it's an anaconda, and he's like, so he's like flashing the little flashcards, like, "I love you, I want to squeeze you to death." <laughs> no, they all just say, <laughs> but she's still sitting there the whole time, like, yeah. "Oh my goodness, I can't yes, believe he's yes. saying this." And good, fucking Kira Knightley. God, I just want to sick an anaconda on her, but not sexually. You have a very weird hate for her. It's her mouth. I just don't like her mouth. She's a very small mouth. It's it's jagged. It's jagged. So uh, my wife watches this show called Working Moms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the main character, the mom in that, has a really weird mouth, too. Like, there's something wrong with her lip. <laughs> it's, yeah. It, 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 like, twists funny. Like Okay, yeah. Like, it, it's like... If she had braces and like it just kind of like flips up. Oh, I see what, yeah, I see her. I see what you're saying. Yeah. All the time. It's just always, it's like her, it's like her eyes are not doing what her mouth is doing. Well, it's like part of her lip is missing. Oh. Maybe she she had a cleft palate. Transplant. She needs a, uh, a lip implant. I, I highly yeah, silicone lip implants. I highly uh, I don't think those are a good idea. <laughs> I've seen them go bad. I think not in person, but you know, lip implants go bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's bad. Do you ever see those uh, those people with the lip implants? I, I have I have not on the internet. Well, like uh, what was that? What was that lady who married all the old guys? <laughs> uh, Anna Nicole Smith. Did she have lip implants? I assume. Oh, I'm sure or is she that did. Just collagen yeah. implants. Wait, did you? Were I? Did I just say the person you were thinking of just now? Yes, the yes, lady that married all the old guys, Anna Nicole. Is she still alive? That's a great question. God, we're, we're going down the rabbit hole on Damn, this one. Aren't we, we are going down the rabbit hole. So Anna Nicole Smith had a she had a reality show, right? And didn't she have a son too? Oh, she died in 2007. I swear she died. I could swear she died. She was only. F- 40. She wasn't even 40. She was 39. Oh, geez. That's two years older than me. That's that's younger than me as of very soon. That's true. Well, maybe one of her lip implants bursts and choked her. Or maybe maybe in her obituary, she's survived by upper lip and lower lip. Well, she's definitely not survived by her husband. Lower, lower lips. 
<laughs> what you said was funny too. Okay, so eighteen months ago, upper <laughs> and lower lips and two implants. <laughs> yeah, eighteen months ago, Holzberg received a call from a theme park producer in New Zealand. Wonder if Edge Innovations could create a new dolphin robot. Wondering if Edge Innovations could create a new dolphin robot. The robotic dolphin weighs 550 pounds, which was the same as uh, each of Anna Nicole Smith's breast implants. Uh, they are also eight and a half feet long. The same as her lip implants. So really, it's probably around five feet long. But uh, it has realistic skin that's made of med- med- medical grade silicone. Nice, nice. Uh, and it has a battery that can swim for eight to ten hours on a single charge and shows impressive, impressive dolphin-like behavior. I can't wait. I cannot wait to see the porn hub of this. <laughs> the um, robot costs, um, what does it say? Between $3 million and $5 million. Are those American dollars or American Australian dollars? dollars? It's an American company. Colesberg acknowledges he- that this is pricey. <laughs> no shit. But also yeah, points out. Look, look, the dolphins are a bit spindy. Hey, look, but, but no, it- uh, you know, you take the cost over the lifetime of the dolphin and, uh, you know, it's only a do- about a dollar per day. As long as you keep them alive for five million days. I mean, in fact, though, Holzberg does go on to say that over time, the cost works out in favor of machine animals instead of the actual animal. <laughs> he says it costs a whole lot more to develop and train and utilizing uh, than utilizing an animatronic animal, uh, you know, than a real one. So I'm just saying, over time, you're going to say you're going to get that money back. Okay. So. My first thought when I read this story was like, I'm, I would never go see an animatronic dolphin. But then my second thought was like, if it's good, I'm totally going to see this animatronic dolphin. You know? I mean, you're never all that close to the dolphin shows. Would you know? If can they get it good enough that you wouldn't even know it's not a real dolphin? Well, if it doesn't, <laughs> if it doesn't drag its its trainer to the to the bottom of the pool and <laughs> drown it, I don't think it's going to be real. That, that's their killer whale. <laughs> that's their orca. Uh, well, you know, they get stressed out. Those animals, that's why they do it. They're stressed. They're very stressed. Just like, just like me. I'm very stressed right now. Everyone's very stressed. But I'm not drowning anybody, you know? Like (laughs) dolphins, calm the fuck down, bros. It it could help. (laughs) It might, yeah, actually. Same. Yeah. If I release an anaconda on, uh, Keira Knightley, you know, maybe it'll take her to the bottom of something. No, because your anaconda don't want none if they ain't got buns. Unless you've got um, regular teeth and a non-crooked smile, hon. All I'm saying is, like, if if you're a movie star like she is, you should get your busted face fixed. That's all I'm saying. You have the money. Anna Nicole Smith did it. Yeah, and that worked out very (laughs) well. I feel like I'm being a complete dick right now. And for the record, it's all a show. This is not me. This is not who I am. I'm just trying to be funny. <laughs> trying is the good word there that you need to <laughs> think about. <sighs> Speaking of things that try me, my ears. That's okay. a good transition. I, good transition. I am in an all-out battle with my ear hair. For I the soul I've, of this country? No, no, that's oh. fine. I think I've, I've mentioned this on the show, like complete battle with my ear hair. Mm. If, if I get, if I feel like a little ear hair growing on my ear, I got to pluck it out. You know, the black ones, you know what I'm saying? Or the long ones. I was uh, I was hearing some rustling in my left ear. Like every time I, you know, because you kind of like, when you make um, facial expressions, sometimes your ears move. Does that happen to anyone yeah, yeah. else? You felt, yeah. a little, you felt a little rustling? Felt a little rustling going on in my left ear. I was like, what the fuck is happening? So like, I would, you know, try to rub it or whatever. I'd feel some more rustling in there. And it turns out <laughs> I had... A really long ear hair that had grown in, like had grown out and then back in into my ear. And that's what was rustling. And I pulled that fucker out. It's very rude. All I need to know is. We're here to do that. I know. Can I nair my ears? I feel like no. I feel like that's a no. <laughs> you might be able to laser hair remover them. Removal them. Removal the my ears? No, Probably. laser hair removal. The only reason I'm not nairing my ears as we speak is because I don't want my ears to burn off. That's why. I don't want to end up looking like... Um, Van Gogh? 
Yeah, half of Van Gogh. Yeah, exactly. The hottest look this season is one ear. Van Gogh. Oh, no. <laughs> so speaking of ears, uh-huh. a test that uses earwax and a sign uh, already. My daughter, <laughs> uh, she used to think that Q-tips were called earwax oh. because they whack your ears. I see. A oh, singular a singular Q-tip was called an earwhack. <laughs> and multiple are earwaxes. Right, exactly, because you got earwax out with earwax. That's Very what a lot of people think. They're actually earwy. Uh, go on. You were talking. <laughs> a test that uses earwax to measure levels of the stress hormone cortisol could transform diagnostics and care for millions of people with depression or stress-related conditions, scientists have said. Uh, They say that the method is a cheap and effective way to measure chronic cortisol levels when compared to other methods, such as using hair samples. So can't they check cortisol in any other number of my bodily fluids? Do they have to get the earwax? So it sounds like what the issue is, like, they could check your, like, use other fluids, and that will give you the the levels right now. Okay. Oh, Which could okay. be elevated because taking those things tend to stress people out more. That's true. However, the, the think of your earwax as like a glacier that's had layers and layers and layers. And so they're, they're doing one of those core things where they're getting, you know, a sample going down and saying, all right, well, we now have a, a history. It's like your browsing history of your ears. Interesting. Couldn't they just take a sample of my eyebrows for my browsing history? <laughs> so I get like, OK, so they collect some earwax, right? But you got mm-hmm. You have to save it for the test then, right? Like you can't clean your ears out. Yeah. Well, you don't want to clear your browsing history. Well, maybe you. Uh, so white blood, urine, and saliva tests could that be used. Wild. That doesn't say white. Wild. Wild. Wild blood. blood, urine, and saliva tests could be used to measure cortisol. Dr. Andres Harane Vives, the university Vives Andres. seat of University College London's Institute of Cognitive Euro- Neuroscience. Gosh, I need to be tested by them. Said these samples could only track short-term levels rather than chronic cortisol levels in the blood, the urine, and the saliva, which I was Halion, saying. Halion said, cortical... Oh, no, sorry, it's English, right? This is in England. Yes, in of London. course, yes. <clears throat> cortisol samples is notoriously difficult as levels of the hormone can fluctuate, so a sample might not be an accurate reflection of a person's cortical chronic cortical levels moreover sampling methods themselves can induce stress and influence results but cortisol levels in earwax appear to be more stable the testing device developed by his team resembles a cotton swab but has a break to stop it from going too far in the ear and causing damage just like every q-tip should have because they say don't use these in your ears. But what is the one reason everyone buys Q-tips? Yeah, to clean their ears. It's for their ears. They should have a little a little brake system, a braking system, you know, for the so you don't get earwax in your ears. Maybe they'll have like a smart, it has like a laser level on it that like scans your ear canal and it's like, ah, you know, it has a little beep if you've gone far enough. It's like, and you're like, oh, no farther, no you're farther. Like, Ow, that's and now caused me hearing damage because it was too loud. That's what you say. <laughs> when I was a teenager, I had um, some impacted earwax, mm. and uh, I had to get it flushed out. And the people just used a fucking syringe and a bowl next to my ear and just fucking, oh god, it was horrible, horrible, horrible. The OX samples were found to yield more cortisol than hair samples, and the ear swabbing technique was the fastest and potentially cheapest method. I'm I'm for it. But I'm saying, maybe don't charge me a copay for cleaning out my earwax. I'll send ah. it in myself. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> also, don't charge me a copay for jacking off into a cup. I can do that myself. Well, maybe they can get some monkey labor to help. That would be wonderful. I'd take any kind of labor I can get. (laughs) 
Speaking I, of animals. I'd even take a rat. You know? <laughs> right. I'm not going to fuck know, a rat. Like, I'm not going to fuck a rat. But, like, they've got pretty good hands. Like, if they could give, like, a good... Their, their hands are very small. A good hand job, you know? Or just, like, a gentle one would be okay. <laughs> as long as they were willing. You know, you gotta... You gotta... God damn it. <laughs> I'm just letting you go on this one. Just be my guest. All right, so we got bestiality on the show. We've got um, forced monkey labor. Well, Magawa, a rat in Cambodia, has been heralded a hero and awarded uh, a medal for saving lives. Wonderful. So this rat uh, jacked off enough people that he saved someone's life? <laughs> no, no, that's something different. Oh, the African giant pouched rat, <laughs> which is my type. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like when people go and buy big condoms? They're like, I need the big ones. I need a giant pouch. I need, need the magnum ones. Uh, giant pouch rat was given a gold medal by the British veterinary charity People's Dispensary for six sick animals, not six, or the PDSA, for his work detecting undetonated landmines in Cambodia. This is a real problem. I'm so glad someone's looking into it. And... uh <laughs> So we're spending $5 million on robotic dolphins and sending rats to their death to be murdered by landmines. Perfect. My question is, who got the bronze? Because <laughs> clearly this this is the Michael Phelps of uh, landmine rats. I think if you get gold or you're dead, I think that's the only two options here. I mean, really how he won was the floor routine. <laughs> Uh, Cambodia, Cambodia, with assistance from other countries, we're having trouble tonight, yeah. uh, has spent years slowly clearing the land of explosives, but it's difficult and dangerous work. I'm saying if they had cleaned my ears out after last night, or all of election day and all of today, I would have very high cortisol levels, is what I'm saying. I feel like I probably always have very high cortisol levels. Maybe you get my Rex tested. As high as you did today, though, for real, or tomorrow, or yesterday. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I like I said. I feel like it's it's every day. That's probably true. So Magawa was trained by non-governmental organization APOPO, which in Dutch stands for Antipersumigen Untgeverd in Product Untwikukalugen, or in English, Antipersonnel Landmines Detection Product Development. No, they said English. Antipersonnel Landmines yeah, Detection Product Development. Mr. Humphreys, are you free? The organization founded in Belgium and is headquartered in Tanzania. Trains rats to detect the scent of the explosive chemicals used in landmines and point them out to their handlers. Is this not slave labor? <laughs> no, they want to do it. Is this not They're going rat? for that gold. This is They're the like, same hey, shit. Hey, hey, hey. You got a landmine over here. You smell that? Anybody else smell that? I think you should come check this out. <laughs> Anybody else smell explosives over, over here? Nah, all they smell is a cannoli. Oh, shit. No, you want me to go over there, you're going to have to call the union. Because that's not part of my job description, okay? Police dogs. You send one of those goddamn monkeys in here, okay? Police dogs would be slave labor, wouldn't they? No, they want the treat. <sighs> yeah, you're right. Okay. That's why they'd be terrible mind detectors. They'd be like, yes! Yes! Pick it up! I found a... <laughs> <laughs> if I don't want a treat? No, I really don't. Come on. No, I can't. I don't want to die. Come you on. They'll throw them at you. Be a good boy. Come get a treat. It's not fucking going over there. No, they're, they're dogs. They'd be like, okay. Oh, oh. What do you say? And they start rolling on it. <laughs> rolling on it. That's funny. In seven years, um, whoever has discovered 39 landmines and 28 items of unexploded ordnance, helping clear more than 141,000 square meters, nearly 35 acres uh, of land. How many hectares is that? Uh, like four. Okay. Uh, he's so fast at finding landmines that he can clear an area the size of a tennis court in 30 minutes, something that would take humans four days to do using a metal detector. And put human lives at risk. So, of course, we put rat lives at risk. Uh, fucking rats. Who cares about them? They're right. always out there stealing pizza, 
causing the plague. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's, it's not their fault. It was the it was the uh, the fleas on the rats. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But the rats were stowaways on the ship. Well, you know, they should have paid for their uh, for their tickets, so then we could have contact traced them. That's true. Known it was the fucking fleas. Right, and we'd know like it was oh fifth. They were in fifth class. The fleas are in fifth class. Fifth class is riding on a rat on third class. <laughs> right. uh, or Spirit Airlines. Oh, catch the Spirit on Rat Airlines. Uh, Magawai is a hero rat. We're thrilled to celebrate his life-saving devotion by awarding him this PDSA gold medal. I read Director General. Director General, oh, he's a director oh. general, Jan McLaughlin. Said. I read uh, Devotion as Detonation, and I was very pleased. <laughs> the PDSA estimates that there are still three million unexploded landmines in Cambodia, and um, by complete uh, coincidence, there are three million unexploded rats in Cambodia as well. So, some reports. I imagine there might be more. Maybe some reports estimate that only half the country's rats have been cleared so far. I'm sorry, I meant I meant land. Land, land has been cleared so far. That's why they're putting this together. Like, hey, we can solve the rat problem and the mine problem at the same time. Perfect. They'll just get all the rats that are a little handsy. Can't help themselves. <laughs> just get the rats out of the rat brothels. <laughs> they're given hand jobs. <laughs> We call this one Harvey Weinstein. (laughs) Jason, what did we learn today? (laughs) We learned uh, that rats will find the mines, but they're not going to detonate them uh, unless the union's involved and uh, they get a pay bump. Right. And if a rat is really in for an explosion, I've got one for him. We've also (laughs) learned uh, of a jet suit rescue. Nope, nope, there's a mistake there. The fuck is that? There was, uh, there, I was going to do a different story, and then I saw that you had uh, one on there, so I flipped it around. Oh, uh, okay. And what was the story then? So we learned about earwax tests. Oh, we did. And, and my daughter calls them earwax. Yeah. That's what Q-tips are. Uh, that's, like, we learned... that's like a cute That's a cute story that I tell. I'm going to tell her, <laughs> uh, you know, significant other when she's older. Uh, we learned that uh, Costco ain't selling your monkey-picked <laughs> coconut, coconut milk. So that's not going to happen. No. Uh, we also learned that uh, Jeff and Jason shouldn't do radio dramas on, on the podcast <laughs> without uh, maybe reading through them first. We learned that maybe we can get an animatronic dolphin to do the show for us instead, and it might be better. For three to five mil. And we also we learned that, that, um, that, that I think this one is about exploding rat toilets. I don't know. Hey, no, there's explosions going on in the toilets. It's oh, just right, right. Not that kind. But they're being. Timed. It's like that guy that we did a few, you know, a few episodes back who went into the Home Depot was like, oh, "I'm gonna drop a bomb in there," <laughs> and then a people were like, squad. "I think he's serious." They called that rat. That rat came in. <laughs> it came up out of the toilet. <laughs> That's the worst. Like, you ever get worried that there's something going to be in the toilet and you're like, got to check it first. Always. Any any video that I see online where something is in a toilet, fucking oh, spiders. Did, yeah, I was going to say, did you see the one where there's like these big fucking spiders under the toilet seat in, in Australia? Australia and they, of like, course, they have yeah. like a real long stick and they hit it and like three of them come Oof, running out. Oh, God. That's why I live in Michigan. Nothing makes my b-hole pucker like a bunch of spiders coming out of the toilet. <laughs> also, um, I, saw, I saw one... Uh, it was the sign on the outside of like a, a public toilet, and it said, uh, "Watch out for bees under the toilet." I was like, "No bees!" <laughs> Got to buy some murder hornets. They'll get rid of the bees. Exactly. Yeah, and get rid of your bee hole. <laughs> get it? Uh, also, there's another one <laughs> where um, I saw a, a big ass ant in my own toilet. And it was not a regular sized ant. It was a big ass ant. This ant, Jason, I swear, was like, I don't know, an inch long. It was bigger than I could have ever expected. And Where was ant, your uncle? Uh, he was in the sink. Um, so that was probably not good. 
but I, I killed the ant, so you know when you flush things down the toilet, in order to get them to, not to flow, you put a little piece of toilet tape on top of it and flush it. And I did that with the ant after I pissed on it. Could you imagine like... a, a death worse than being pissed on and flushed? <laughs> and then finally, now that we've drawn it out, this hour has been an hour. Hey! Centuries ago, on the shore of Lake of Galilee, lived a humble fisherman, James, the son of Zebedee. For many years, the routine of his life had been the same. Rising at dawn, putting forth onto the lake, returning at twilight with his day's catch. At home, his wife Esther followed a routine of her own. Sewing, weaving, preparing the frugal meals, and tending to the needs of their children. Now, one evening when James had returned from his day's fishing and the evening meal was over, Esther came in to the little home, bearing water from the well, and noticed her husband sitting very quietly, staring into the twilight. James, what are you looking for, James? There's a man down there by the boats. I wonder if he's looking for me. If he is, let him come up here. Oh, I see him now. Oh, he's ragged enough to be a beggar. He doesn't look like a beggar. Yeah, he's going away down the shore. I'm glad of it. I don't trust people who have nothing to do but walk around and looking at other people's boats. Just as likely as not, he means to steal one when it's dark enough. I didn't look like a thief. Oh, I saw him this morning. I tell you, I suspected him. Why? Well, he was standing, looking, looking out to sea, just the way you're doing when I came in. In the middle of the morning, when honest people are at work. He may have work for all that we know. Work? Wandering up and down the shore? Ah. If that's work, there, there you're staring again, James. What's the matter with you this evening? You've been so quiet. You've hardly spoken to me. I, I was thinking. Thinking? At this time of night? I'm too tired of You should think, uh, I should think you would be too. There, let, let's light the lights and you'll feel more cheerful. You should be more cheerful with a good catch you made today. You haven't done so well in weeks. I'm, I'm sure it came just in time uh, with all the mouths you have to feed. Esther, you mustn't be vexed with me if I just sit here quietly. It's not very pleasant for me. I know it's not. I just can't help myself tonight. What's the matter with you? I don't know. I don't know myself. You're tired, you're tired. You need rest. Uh, I won't talk to you. No, I wish you would. I wish I could talk to you. I wish I could tell you everything that's seething around inside of me. Why? You're talking wildly. It's so hard to explain. I don't know that you'd understand as a woman and all. I've tried to, James. I've tried. I know that, but this is something, something different. The trouble is... I don't know if it's myself. That is, I can't put my finger on it, and... Well, you can try to put your finger on it. Well, it's like this. Sometimes when I'm out there, on the lake, alone, at dawn or at twilight, when everything is very still and the lake is so quiet you can hardly dare to dip an oar in it, and you see the lights in the village on the shore, and you hear voices, mothers calling for their children, and laughter, sometimes quarrelling. You begin to wonder if this is everything, working, sleeping, dying, whether there isn't something beyond all this, something very beautiful that none of us see, something that we catch a glimpse of, perhaps for just a moment, and then lose. Well, James, if that's all you're thinking about. Why, sometimes I have thoughts like that. But where would we all come to if we let it worry us? We're here for something, and we do what there is to do. Uh, you'd better turn back, James. I l like that fellow we saw by the shore. Then you'll have plenty of time to think.
Esther, don't laugh at me. I couldn't stand that tonight. I'd rather have you angry. Wait a minute, I've lost my place. Uh, don't you think I've tried to get rid of these thoughts? Why, I tell you, sometimes I've picked up my oars and rowed and rowed until I dropped from exhaustion just to escape from them, to stifle them with fatigue. But they come back. They come back. Well, I suppose as long as you catch enough fish to support your family, you're entitled to think anything you wish. Well, I wish you'd do your thinking out on the lake, because really, it makes the house very gloomy. Cool. You have to do it here? Cool. Perhaps, perhaps I do a little thinking on my own account, hmm? Perhaps, when you're safely out of the way. But I try to have a smile when you come home. You're a good woman, Esther, and I'm beginning to think there's something wrong with me. But the trouble is this, I'm not gloomy, and there's nothing depressing thoughts. No, sometimes I'm exalted, and as though I've been discovered, the secret of everything. And then it eludes me, and I come right back to where I started, working, laughing, dying. Isn't there something else? There's bed. Okay. And I think you better go there, because you have an early start, and a long day ahead of you. Yes, I know.